Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of EuroTalk on the Tana Talk Soccer Podcast. I am Lotana Oruche, also known as Tana. The action this week was good. I'm in. From a neutral perspective, of course, from a Liverpool fan's perspective, it's not wasn't the best man. But I'm I'm gonna get to Liverpool in a bit. Of course, I'm gonna get to them in a bit. We're gonna start in Manchester, the Manchester Derby, which Eric Tenag's men, Manchester United, came out on top of Manchester City. To be honest, this is not a very unusual result in the sense that, like Ole's Man United got results against Manchester City multiple times. This kind of so it's like even when Manchester City were like unbelievably perfect right and united were i mean good but very inconsistent so sometimes good sometimes bad they could always still dig out a result against manchester city even like in manchester city centurion season Mourinho beat manchester city you know so yeah to delay their title celebrations so but back to the game exactly my united got a result as i said that's not particularly uh on uh unusual did my united deserve to win they were the better side, 100%. And on like, if you just want to go by that, then I would have to say yes. You know, like they defended City perfectly. Also down to like uh, City's, uh, should I say City's, City's bad doings. You know, it wasn't all about my United. Manchester City, on the other hand, like a lot of the time, right? They did the right thing just until the final third, you know. And uh, the, their final balls were, were awful, were very bad, you know. And that's quite... Uh, uncharacteristic for Manchester City you know like it was weird seeing you know it was weird seeing the likes of Kevin De Bruyne Mares this guy get into the final third and you know the ball is just a little behind or not well paced or like you know so I mean that was that was why Manchester City couldn't get a shot on target until their goal in the second part of the second half it's not it's not a surprise and as for Manchester United who came alive who came alive 
after equalizing and got a quick fire second and won that game. And they would, as I said before, they 100% feel like they deserved the year. But let's talk about the main talking point. Let's talk about the main talking points. That goal. That goal. <laughs> yeah, it was offside. It had to be called for offside. Like, I, I couldn't believe what I was saying, right? As I said, Manchester United played better than Manchester City and based off that, they might think they, they deserve to win. But at the same time, playing better than the team has not necessarily what has brought results. As we know football, you know what I'm saying? You dominate or you create more chances or you test the goalkeeper more and you come away with nothing. We've seen that even with this Manchester United uh, team under Mourinho. You know, that was the case a lot of the times in these big games where which he came out uh, victorious. They didn't create more chances. They didn't test the goal, other goalkeeper more. They didn't create more openings, but they won. And they, oh, you get what I'm saying? So as as they would know, like, yeah, they played better, but based off like the goals that were scored from both teams, Manchester United shouldn't have won that game because uh, uh, that was offside, man. That was offside. Rashford basically clearly offside. The ball was played, and he was basically guiding the ball. It looks like I don't know if there's any designers here, but it looks like on After Effects you put a tracker on the ball, and Rashford is the null object basically i don't know if i communicated to non-designers but yeah it was just like and then bruno just came in from behind and wrapped his foot around it brilliant finish but on like in no universe that i stand like i'm not even standing i'm not seeing none because he directly interfered in play directly interfered with with the, the the keeper's line of vision first of all right he directly interfered with the city defenders you know he directly interfered with play with from from different from different perspectives you know what i'm saying like we, we play a game where if the ball is offside and the attacker doesn't even touch it, it's not even close to the ball and he just almost even stutter steps towards the ball like the ball is like maybe three three meters away from him they're going to call they're, the referee is just going to blow and the landsman is going to have his flag up like that's the game we play today so i don't know how rashford can be that involved right that involved and it doesn't get blown i remember everton versus match 10 i tell a few seasons ago where i forgot to shot and Sigurdsson was offside on the floor like he was on the floor he just raised his leg up they're here by the way so the ball took a deflection right so the hair was gone he was gone the ball was just creeping into the net he was gone because he had followed like the direction of the first shot and it, was, it got deflected into the other the second post and Sigurdsson was just there he raised his leg up it went in right he was on the floor so he just just raised up his legs and it went in right no chance David De Gea. It was Ruda. It was Ruda. So I don't really get it though. But anyway, moving on from that game to yet another very, very brilliant game. Uh, Liverpool and Brighton. You know, Brighton were very brilliant. From the minute goal. From the minute goal. Like this was one game, yeah. Uh, this was one Liverpool game. I would say from the minute goal to the end. They were dominated. It reminds me of... Uh, it reminds me of Liverpool versus Arsenal, uh, the 4 0 in 2017 18. It really does. Where, like I said, like even though Liverpool have scored five against Arsenal, blah, 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 but this particular one, from the beginning to the very end. And that's just the same thing here. You know, like Lalana, oh my goodness. Like, I'm just like, what a footballer Lalana is. Mitoma, you know, <laughs> man has a PhD. He wrote his thesis in dribbling, for real, you know. And they put my my boy Trent up against a man with a thesis in dribbling, and he showed it. He showed it. He showed he's a dribbling graduate or whatever. 
<laughs> of course he didn't graduate from dribbling but yeah like man knows how to dribble like by the book as well you know what i'm saying <laughs> scientifically he scientifically knows how to dribble and they pull him against Trent. and of course we know what happened there and this is not to slander my boy Trent alexander arnold who actually says the restart uh since, since we came back from the world cup he's actually putting a very um, brilliant defensive performance but mitoma absolutely washed my man uh and yeah it was just nothing it was just another performance from liverpool you know it gets to a point where you want to ask yourself uh what actually is wrong with this liverpool side you know there's a few things actually of course we see individual mistakes that a lot there's a lot of injuries you know you question the tactics that are not getting the best out of the attackers or getting the attackers like involved the most you know you question their the the signings lack of signings or signings whatever you know question fsg question club question pep you know but i have to say the midfield the midfield and its lack of ability to win duels is shocking like i feel if we're talking first things first if you're playing a side and every time you run at them you get through to the defense i tell you and this is not to excuse defenders making errors or defending silly but there's no defense in the world absolutely no defense in the world that would always consistently survive against being either uh equaled or outnumbered and you have to face so much defensive action so every time one of them is like the defense van dyke matip konate these guys are like trent alexander ah no no we need some protection even like during even like during let's say manchester city's most dominant period right in the premier league where they would just you know like many times where you saw teams actually get past that midfield run and at their defense you know we actually saw mistakes we actually saw errors we actually saw some sus defending but the thing is that a proper football team a team that should be like competing for like a proper side doesn't let that happen too often so it's fine maybe the odd game against crystal palace where they you know where Townsend and Zaha will wave you through you and blah 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 and they were like yeah everyone's like hey walker sauce this guy's sauce stones the sauce okay cool but like how many times does it get to happen in the season you know it's fine but with this liverpool every single every single attempt they're all cones hendo fabinho and tiago who's meant to be like oh the flair player who you can even take a bit forward he's 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 absolutely murdering all of them in all defensive metrics you know it's bad but from brighton's perspective you know from the time on that graham porter right to now i think what they're doing now is that they're actually scoring goals you know they're actually scoring goals which is uh which is what you need to win games and to compete for anything whatsoever whether it's the uh, the conference league or the europa league or i don't know just to stay in the premier league or maybe even to win a cup or whatever i don't know but they're now scoring goals you know under grand potter they, they like those those foundations were a very f- phenomenal football side where the, they played some of the best football in the country but yeah yeah their, their finishing was just uh more than abysmal but now look just put three past liverpool i say like if, if this was on that like like a year ago right, or a year and a half ago like brighton would play exactly the same way <laughs> or maybe liverpool win one year i can't lie you know what i'm saying they'll create all these chances you know and then yeah they're just not gonna score goals you know, it, was, it was very funny watching brighton then yeah moving on wow something crazy happened over the weekend so like all month long and even like since last year arsenal have been caught in mikhailo mudrik they've been caught in him it's like he was their fiance waiting to be married okay yeah just imagine this right you and a bird are engaged right 
everyone knows that like yeah 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 they're gonna get married soon and then i just announced my wedding with her oh sorry you just see wedding pictures that's more like it you just see wedding pictures with your bird your fiance yeah but that's how it happened <laughs> chelsea 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 yeah like i don't know how much of a problem he solves i haven't watched him this season you know pa like i've seen him i've seen videos i've tried as much as possible to, to catch up with it and based on that uh i don't really like make predictions about players that uh i haven't like watched live i won't base i won't base my uh, i won't base my my analysis on comps you know i just won't i just won't do that yeah but it's a it's an interesting signing to be honest i feel like the chelsea forward line i don't know kyavertz uh Pulisic now injured. Felix came in and he looked bright. Actually, midweek he looked bright. Sadly, I didn't record an episode there. I would have. I would have spent a bit of time talking about Shaw because he's an interesting player. Yeah. Well, like no matter what happens, nothing is clear. He's, he's quite clearly talented. He's one of those players where, like, for example, I'll give you an example. Like a Kai Havertz, right? There's players who or Messi, Mao, any player, right? Once things go wrong, people start to doubt their actual ability, their actual talent. Shaw Felix is one player who he can play absolute rubbish for five months and no one is doubting his ability it's interesting yeah <laughs> well the new chelsea man now taking right under arsenal's nose moving to arsenal well with performances like that in the north london derby at the tottenham hotspur stadium maybe we can say who needs mudrick right who does you know arsenal were absolutely fantastic in the first half but i have to say the self-destruct from tottenham hotspur was incredible Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Like Hugo Lloris said the game on a mission to make sure Tottenham lose. For real. Like the first error in the first few minutes of the game. You know, that's not that's not the best thing to do. You know, you're, you're coming into a game against your rivals who have been flying, absolutely flying. And the best, like the best way to handle this kind of game is to start well. You know, you don't want to chase a game against the best team in the country. Arsenal right now are the best team in the country, on, on like undisputed because it's not even only their position on the table, right? It's also like at the moment they're playing better football than, than Manchester City, than Manchester United, than Liverpool. You know, the teams that you might expect than Chelsea. You know, they are just simply better in this moment. Maybe they won't be all through the season. Maybe things change from tomorrow, whatever. But so far. They've been quite clearly the best team, you know. And then you're playing the best team in the Premier League. And uh, 
yeah you just start by unnerving your players you know what i'm saying like like i don't know making them nervy you know unsettling them and things like that that was just i think that was awful from a, such an experienced goalkeeper and then not too long after that arsenal get the opener you know how you know because like my my i you get i get a notification like uh, maybe 10 15 seconds before the goal right and my phone's i said oh arsenal scored how the ball was like you know at the moment when i got the notification the ball wasn't was in uh arsenal's half you know and next thing arsenal walked the ball over to bukayo saka you know on the wings trying to be defended shifted to his right foot so there's basically no angle for a shot he just wants to put it in right into the box you know chip something or play fast across that's all he can do with his rifle in that moment Goloris has got his first post his near post covered right and then the ball comes and Hugo almost claps his hands and yeah just like I don't know if he was ducking the ball or what but he pushed it in that like from a Tottenham Hotspur perspective that would have been awful absolutely awful like why like that was such another <laughs> and then the uh, i don't know man the second for martin odegaard was very good was, was very good once again saka the protagonist the man moving the ball move 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 playing to odegaard in space once again it was a poor ball from spurs they lost the ball in a very very delicate position you know what i'm saying and he punched them from outside the box very brilliant strike although like the analysis of this game or the the tail of this game will be comfortable without talking about Tottenham Hotspur's uh, improvement in the second half. You know, Ramsdale was massive. He was massive. You know, Son had a chance uh, from the reverse ball by Sessa. You know, very very brilliant play. That very brilliant play. That is one of those uh, undefendable plays to be honest. And Son, you know, uh, he got his shot. Like the angle was tight. Ramsdale made himself big. You know, covered his angles, got that one. You know, there was also a save from Kane. There was also like, so Ramsdale came up big and I saw that he won the man of the match and I can't say it wasn't deserved, you know. Like, at the end of the day, like, this was a game that could have gone, like, could have easily been one of those very interesting uh, blockbuster, not London derbies, where Arsenal race away into, uh, you know, 2 new lead and Tottenham come back. Like, you know, they had enough action in the second half to come back, but guess who came out with a clean shape? The Arsenal. Yep, we also saw Real Madrid in Saudi Arabia, the King Fahd Stadium, taking up Barcelona in the Super Cup final. Barcelona and Chavez men, as you would know, got one over their fiercest rivals this time around. Uh, Gavi, Lewandowski, and Pedri all on the score share. Gavi and Pedri, of course, grabbed the headlines. They are, they are from from the first from from the from the midfield down to Real Madrid's box, the way they operated. It's just, it's nothing too flashy. It's just the correct things. Like, I, I love when I watch midfielders just like make correct plays. Like, it doesn't have to be very, I don't know, it doesn't have to be very, I, I, what's the word? Like, it doesn't have to be very messy, like in terms of, I don't know, the amount of flair, the turns, the, like, because those are the kind of things that people love to see. Of course, they're entertaining as well. I'm not blaming them. But just very simple things, you know, just make the right pass, make the right run, you know, and yeah. And Gavi and Pedro did that. As for Madrid, they were so poor. What? <laughs> Madrid were actually so poor. Like the first two goals, or even like, let me think back to the third goal. Like all goals were almost self-inflicted. Like for the, for the first part of the first half where like Madrid hadn't conceded, they were just doing nothing. Like they just couldn't hold the ball. They couldn't 
pass like they'll just like play the ball out and they'll be, they lose it before they get to the midfield and it was a dangerous game basically like Barcelona themselves weren't like should I say making the most of these openings but it was like you, you wonder to yourself how long can this continue for you know how long can this go on for uh, if Madrid keep just losing the ball here and I mean my question was answered ball was nicked back in the middle I've forgotten who lost it Papa I think Pedri to Levy Levy Gavi touch finish goal you know and the second same I, I also the second was kind of like crazy because when you lose like when you lose the body in the delicate position then it, it leaves you in positions where you ask yourself oh how was this possible right because you see Lewandowski unmarked in the box Lewandowski unmarked for a square play tap in but the answer is like as I said when you lose the ball in, in when, you, when, you, when you're expansive and you lose the ball in a delicate area then you, st- you tend to see sh- crazy things you know what I'm saying crazy things and Kathy that one just square played to Lewandowski you know clean for the third as well uh, Kathy as well square played to Pedri for that like offensively where well, Madrid were woeful defensively but, but the biggest shock actually was the midfield performance I was very very disappointed in Modric, Cruz and Valverde I was they just couldn't do anything and from Barcelona's perspective it was perfect you know uh, Frankie uh I mean Busquets, <laughs> Pedri Gavi, like you know that like the way they combined and rotated. You know, I love how Frankie just kept it, just kept it simple because this is very criticism at, at Frankie. I, I I love him, I, I love him so much. I feel like he's so like ability wise. I, I feel like his ability wise, you might argue with me, but ability wise, I feel like his personal best midfielder. You know, like he's such he's such a good footballer, irrespective of if Xavi feels like oh we shouldn't play him or well, we're just getting bent or he's getting sold. He's a very good footballer, right? my opinion and he has the ability to take the ball on this powerful bus you know and what that does is a lot of the time but still players are not very like smart recently in terms of covering up for him when he's now playing in these advanced areas because as, to be honest he's he's a dm or a cm like he plays there plays cm he's also really box to box in nature right he's also really box to box in nature and sometimes when he plays as the deepest in midfield the way he positions himself is not the best for the team defensively, you know. In the right positions, he's fairly decent slash good in defensive actions, right? You understand? But he finds himself in areas of the pitch where tactically he's not the smartest. But he kept it simple today, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not criticizing that part of Frankie's game, but like, I feel like in football, everything is give and take, no like. If you're giving this, then that might be a small price to pay. But there was none of that. In terms of price to pay, Madrid had no sniff. I mean, at the end, they tried, but it was way too late. It was way, way, way too late for that. And Xavi has won the first trophy of his Barcelona managerial career. And now, to conclude it all, we go to Italy, where Napoli absolutely annihilated Juventus. To be honest with you, right? I feel like the first half, I think the first half ended 2-1, if I remember correctly, yeah and or was it like they get this i think juventus either got the first at the start of the second no the end of two one i think yeah so napoli played better yeah and but even weren't like it wasn't it wasn't awful like, at the time when napoli scored their goal right their first goal it was like okay deserved when they got their second uv were actually on top of things 
Juve were on top of things. They were on top of proceedings. When Napoli got their second, you know. So, after the Maria pulled one back, it seemed like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's about right. That's about right. But then it just went away from there. And what I have to say is, Karastafelia and Victor Osimen, right? Why are they so good? I feel like they're so good because they're so good at the basics of their job. You know, the basics. You know, there's a lot of players who are, are such good footballers, but not very great at the basic things, you know. As a striker, maybe you're so good at, I don't know, dribbling. You're very good at passing, long passes, but the ability to put defenders under pressure, the ability to be live, live wire-like in the box, alive, like any, you're on your toes, no. See a lot of strikers are flat-footed in the box or seemingly uh, seem uninterested in play or give up on play. You know, playing against Victor Osimhen is hell. He's my perfect footballer from the way I play because I believe that irrespective of the outcome, irrespective of, I don't know if you put your chances behind or you play bad or whatever, it shouldn't be like you have to work your defenders. This man are paid money thousands weekly. You have to make them earn their salary. That's my that's my thought. You know, if you're playing against me, I want to make you work. Of course, I'm going to produce a lot of fantastic stuff and magic because I'm a very good footballer. But like the standard I set for myself is that like I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna take a defeat on the chin. But what I'm, what I'm not gonna take is not competing. And Victor Osimhen is the as the physical representation of a competitor. If you play any slightly l- loose pass or underweighted pass he's on to it he's on to it so those balls you play between your cbs make sure it's perfectly he's if not he's on to it and he's going to power drive it and have it shot on target if you play a ball that's too long or a ball that it's not it's too short and the defender is actually is actually favorite to win it victor brings his body in just causes havoc overpowers you drives it and and gets a shot off you know it's just these things like it might say oh sometimes it's not very clinical like you could have easily gotten like maybe one more against you if you had made a hat-trick but i don't care you like it no one scores all the chances you know what i'm saying like but it's just that when you have when you're just like such a such a menace to deal with goodness me like good things will come your way especially as a forward you know even as a midfielder as well and like any any position good things will come your way you know Cause you do this you, you you work hard in the right way you put the effort in the right way in volume so yeah you're fine and for kara oh my goodness me once again he is so direct so direct and i just look as i say he's just doing the simple things right he opens up his body when he when he needs to he he has his head up to look for runners around him you know he works hard and it's just that positive movement you know both of them are both averaging at least one goal and assist per game for Napoli. Scary, scary hours. I think they have this uh, this area uh this area in the back now. Hundred percent. I don't see how it goes any other way. Ten points clear of the second position. As for Juventus, I have to say it's not the worst thing. It's not the worst thing at all because starting the season right. I don't know what expectations were and also they didn't start the season in the best way you know the results were a bit shaky but they've long since picked up their picking up results now the last time juventus considered five goals in the game was probably in the 1990s yeah and prior to this game i don't think they had considered since uh october and they considered five goals sorry seven goals all season long yeah yeah, if my math is correct. So, 
just put that into context when you're analyzing this Napoli win. Just put that into context. That's the that's the magnitude of the statement Napoli have just sent across the world. Do not forget to like, share, and subscribe. Guys, let me tell you something. Spotify now allows you to rate podcasts. So before it was just solely on Apple Podcasts. Now you can rate on Spotify. So do me a favor and rate this podcast with your honest ratings, your honest opinion. You know what I'm saying? Put it out there. Uh, and that way people people know how to receive this when they say they know oh this is what it's about thank you do not just listen please do not just listen rate it as well it's very important it is very important don't be selfish give us the ratings your honor ratings have a very lovely day slash week and see you next time bye Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 